Sorry! Obviously, I think exes should be at weddings because we one of your exes married us. <laughs> well, hello, everybody. Today, I have a very special guest here, one that you've heard several times before, but uh, you're getting a double shot of my lovely wife, Liz, this week. Hey, friends. Uh, if you've already listened to our mini-sode of Hunters, about Hunters, you'll uh, you'll recognize Liz's voice, or many episodes before on this show, uh, but this was a tough week. Yeah. This was a tough week, yeah. so uh, we're recording late, and so Caitlin was super busy, and you were nice enough to jump in. Thank you so much. Anytime. Yeah. I'm always here. Literally always here. <laughs> um, I'll be clutch for you, for sure. Thank you. And uh, it turns out this is a really, uh, really pertinent episode. Very relevant. Right? Isn't it? Yeah. Liz and I have for very sure. different opinions about exes at the wedding, and... We had a wedding, <laughs> so we'll get. So you might hear about it. We'll get into that. Stay tuned. Yeah, um, <laughs> a couple things before we venture forward. Thank you again to Jessica Ellis, who was our special guest for the intervention episode. If you haven't heard that already, it was a fantastic interview. She is a writer, director. Um, she just created the movie What Lies West, which is this. Looks like it's going to be an amazing adventure movie about two girls that strike out into the wild and nothing horrible attacks them, which is shocking, you know? The real twist. The real twist is they both Here's survive. Here's the spoiler for that, guys. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, no one gets murdered. Um, so yeah, that was really great. And the full version of the interview is up on Patreon as well for folks to listen to. Um, and... Jason Siegel has a new show coming out that we haven't watched yet, but we need really? to. Mm-hmm. It's called Dispatches from Elsewhere, and it's kind of like a mystery kind of show. Hmm, so nice. we got to get into that, and so I'm sure I will. Guess you guys will hear a mini-sode about that soon. Yeah, <laughs> just talking when to my phone. When does it start? I think it already started. Oh, nice. I think it started okay. at the beginning of March. So Okay, oh, well. Yeah, we're, we'll, we'll have a couple episodes in, to so. watch. Um, nice. But speaking of people's shows, I know we said... A little bit about hunters, but in general, what are you what are you thinking about it now that we've seen a few more episodes? We haven't watched any more episodes than we did when we. Are you sure? No, yeah, we, we definitely watched, watched one more. We've we're further in than two episodes. It's rough. A lot has it is rough. So far. It is rough. Do you like it? Yeah, do I do. Yeah? I do. Me too. I'm glad Josh Radner is there to cut the fucking dreary horribleness of it i mean he's he's a little bit of comic relief i didn't know i thought it was going to be a really super serious role for him Mm -hmm. um but i'm enjoying his uh light-hearted washed up movie star (laughs) vibes so the insufferable actor yeah love it (laughs) what a clever idea what a reach yeah (laughs) what a reach you know um yeah so there's that and last but not least before we get into the episode we have a new website Ooh. Have you seen it yet? Nope. Oh, okay. Well, I made it myself. Well, let's see it. Pull and it up cute. so I can all give right. my first my okay. first thoughts. You really haven't seen it at all? Have not seen it. I know you mentioned it last week and I haven't looked. Whoa. 
oh my gosh, this thing is incredible. Shut nice. up! But isn't it Love cute? Love the color scheme. Thank you. Already before. This is not like, you know, but yeah, thank you. Nice, very nice. We've got our episodes Brilliant, built right into the website. Guys, get on here. I'm telling um, you. Our people's um, reviews are here too. So check every once in a while, guys, because your review might be cycled in and out. Crushworthy podcast, guys. Isn't that a nice that's, title? That's a great title for a review. That was I Love Oregon 81, or Oregon, I guess is how they say Oregon. it. Oregon. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought that was a great title of an, a review, so... Give your review a really sweet title and we'll do it. What are you what are you scrolling? What are we doing? Let's see the about section. Come on, Oh, the about section. Oh yeah. Okay. So that was just the, the main page. And then the about section Aren't is you guys adore. Yeah. It's pictures of me and Caitlin and then us with all the homies. Yep. The how I met your mother people. Um in his hunter. In his face. hunter's face. Yeah, he's got hunter the he's got the beard and everything. Yep. Hair. Josh Radner is what we're talking about, obviously. Just tells a little bit about me and Caitlin and then also about the show itself. Um, Oh, that looks weird, but whatever. We'll go back and fix that. And then there's a contact place for people to holler at us for sponsorship or advertising or to send your legendary moment. You can do it right through the website now. Legmo. If you feel like it or just send us an email. So go on over to heybeautifulpodcast.com and check it out. Let us know what you think. Uh, leave us a review with a cool title and it might end up on the front page of our website. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Are you ready to talk about yes. Shelter Island? This is, you know, this is what, my third or fourth, maybe even fifth podcast yeah. with you. This is the first time I took some notes. I have notes. No way. Yeah, I'm Do ready. you really? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I thought you were just, just texting. my phone. Oh my God, it's like when Stella was watching Star Wars and they thought she was texting and yeah. she was like, I'm texting you. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Stop watching me. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Yeah. You're cute. All right. Well, this uh, professional podcaster is now ready to go. So let's talk about Shelter Island. This episode of Hey Beautiful is brought to you by our Patreon Almighty Five Level members, Russell, Tish, Johnny, and Zet. Thank you to all of our patrons for their support of this show. Our Patreon works on a sliding scale. You give what you can each month, and you'll receive all the perks we offer, including monthly private live streams and Hemium-themed recipes. Join us for as little as $2 a month at patreon.com slash heybeautifulpod. This is Season 4, Episode 5, Shelter Island. It first aired on October 20th, 2008. Our writer is Chris Harris, who has already done a lot of episodes uh, that we've seen so far. So he is a, a tried and true writer, and we saw that here. He's a very witty guy. And our director is, of course, Pam Fryman. Of course. Of course. So we open with everybody at the bar and Ted and Stella coming in angry because Stella's sister, Nora, is basically scooping her dream wedding. I don't know if she already knew that they were getting married before her or if they're all, or if she's also like beating her to the altar, but at least she is stealing the dream wedding on Sh- Shelter yeah, Island. Was definitely amped when she walked in. Definitely amped. She steals Barney's drink, I think, or mm-hmm. Marshall's. Steals his drink. She had stolen Ted's drink at the restaurant. She is pissed. Um, and I was wondering if this is a family that just rushes into marriage. <laughs> like, it seems like they're both like fighting each other to get down the aisle first. <laughs> Um, so we hear that this Shelter Island wedding is apparently Stella's dream wedding. And she's really upset that her sister has done this. 
And uh, it doesn't help that her sister is an insufferable vegan. (laughs) Not that all vegans are insufferable, but she just happens to be one of the preachy kinds, right? Um, So we get the great Ted Mosby line of, that's because you need protein. (laughs) I'll have the lamb. (laughs) It's one of my faves. (laughs) And Stella says in the bar that night that she wishes the wedding would fall apart. And it does. Voila. Voila. And so then we cut to... A few days later, right? Mm-hmm. We're assuming. Mm-hmm. And her sister is just slamming a steak. Just cheeks full of steak. Cheeks full of steak. And I totally understand that because I was a vegetarian for four years. And as soon as my marriage fell apart, I stopped being a vegetarian. You're really smart. I was like, fuck <laughs> this. I don't want to have limitations on myself. Wait, did she? was she a vegetarian? No, no, oh, it was okay. all it was me. All but it was you. like, okay. right. I was like... Maybe that was like the thing I could control in yeah, my in my sure. life at that point. Yeah. Okay. But as soon as as soon as it happened, I was like, nope. I don't want to have to fucking think about that right now. Mm, and I just yeah. never went back. So I ate a lot of bacon cheeseburgers and now I like never crave a burger because I ate so <laughs> yeah. many of those. Yeah, I bet. Um, <laughs> yeah. So um we hear that she gave up showering and shaving her armpits makeup makeup right and ted's like "Mm, wonder where it went wrong (laughs) yeah Yeah, he's got he's got some good zingers this episode and we find out that it's too close to the wedding because it's in like three days and um even if it was a month away from the wedding they weren't getting their money back yeah 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 you know the writing on this let's just really they had to really put the ticking clock on it yeah (laughs) So they're not going to get their money back, and Ted and Stella have a, a telepathic conversation, which we've seen a couple times in the show, and it's worked out. But then we've seen it when it doesn't work out, like Lily and Robin at the bachelor or at the bridal party when uh, Robin's like, "Don't open my gift," and Lily thinks she's telling, asking like, her for oh, a tampon. <laughs> I got you. I got you, girl. Yeah. Right. So it's that kind of thing where they're looking at each other and they're they think they're in sync and they're just not. And this is just another. Another classic case. Have you of ever them not have you ever had a moment like that? I feel like this, this the, is not realistic. The telepathic thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had it. Not like a conversation, but I'll do like a look with somebody, and and I know what they're thinking, and they know what I'm thinking. Well, like there's like Caitlin. a judgy look, right? Yeah. But that's not like let's plan a wedding. Yeah, <laughs> you know what well, I mean. Like what the fuck were they doing? I, you know, like it's usually like minor things we were like did you catch that look or like right? let's pick up the tab which yeah. ted thought it was yeah right that would be the most that you would want to do which i feel like would have been obvious before they sat down they, they were gonna pick stella. up the tab for this for her miserable sister now right and but stella is like just out of her mind like that's very <laughs> yeah. clear she we stella, already know she's stella's playing to win she's playing, she's to, playing win. to win she wants to jump to the she end like someone steal else. her sister's wedding out from underneath her right because it's now it's personal, right? Mm-hmm. So she doesn't care. And she sees it as her opening to have her dream wedding. And I just wrote, these morons. Like, the two of them are just such idiots. Because he could have said, no, that's not what I meant, right? Like, <laughs> this could have stopped. He would never say that. And then we wouldn't have he an would episode. Ne- we wouldn't have Ted. Right. He would never say. Right. Exactly. Getting married is a bad idea. Right, right. <laughs> Especially when he's just, like, mm-hmm. running, like, headlong into it. And now mm-hmm. he's got Tony to compete mm-hmm. with. Costello mm-hmm. saying stuff like... I wish Tony had been like this. Yeah. And then Ted's like, yeah. I'll be like that. Fucking idiot. Um, so yeah, so now they're getting married in like three days. So even sooner than they had planned, which we don't know what the date was, but. It's still going to be soon. It I was going like, to be yeah. soon, but this is like 
crazy. So I'm thinking, like, he can't invite his family now. That's what I thought, too. I was like, it's not like his family lives locally. Right. I mean, three days, I guess you can get from Cleveland to Shutter Island or whatever it's called. Shutter Island! Isn't that what it's called? Shelter Island! Same thing, girl. Uh, Same thing. Speaking of Shelter Island, do you know where Shelter Island is? Long Island. It is, yes. It's an island between the forks of Long Island. So on Long Island, there's a North Fork and a South Fork. Is it called North Fork and South Fork? Yes. And so... Those are like the names of the towns? No. The the fork is long and has many, many uh, towns. So there's an island between, and that's kind of how you get between the forks. Is Shutter Island. Is is Shutter Island, yeah. (laughs) Got it. So you take the ferry... You, you take the ferry that I used to work for. Got it. I got you. I figured to that. Yeah. Shutter Island. Well, there's another one further down in Connecticut. Mm. But this one, to Shutter Island across to the South Fork. You can't drive to the South Fork? You would have to go all the way around Oh, if you're the from Fork. the North Fork to get mm-hmm. to... Okay. Unless well, you take the ferry. Incredible geography. The Thank ferry. You. Unless you take the ferry. If you just take the ferry. Just take the ferry. So if there's like a little jumper, like a little puddle jumper mm-hmm. ferry... That runs every like hour, mm. maybe even more frequently during the summer. So, I have never been to Shelter Island. I think I've only been to the North Fork, but well, we need to get out. More. I know, right? Want to go to Shutter <laughs> Island? <laughs> Sounds romantic. Okay, so then we hear from Future Ted this warning, and so we already know things are not going to go well. We have an we already have an inkling that everything's just sort of out of Ted's control at this point. Um, but Future Ted tells us, "Don't ever, ever." Invite an ex to your wedding. And so we cut to Ted on the phone with Robin, inviting her at the last minute to this wedding. And so we think this whole time that that's the ex that this story is about. Right? That the big problem is is Robin coming to this wedding. And we believe it because Ted has been in love with Robin forever. Sure. And we're not sure that that's completely gone. But um, we see Robin in Tokyo for her news job. And we think it's like super professional and everything. But something I noticed in the background, and I love this fucking show, is that the name of the station is Tokyo Ichi. In New York, her TV station is Metro News One. Mm-hmm. That literally means Tokyo One. <laughs> so it's like, you know that it's going to be like a fucking nightmare because it's like the same shit just in Japan, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. And so it's like very specifically stereotypically Japanese bad of like it's still more entertaining than Metro News 1 oh yeah absolutely (laughs) but but it's not not the kind of news she was hoping for I mean it is but it's not Mm -hmm. it's like this is the news show but it's also a monkey throwing marshmallows at you right yeah there's gotta be a game yeah so she we quickly learned that it's very different than she imagined she's clearly not having the experience that she was hoping for when they broke up and she mentioned, I want to live in Tokyo and mm-hmm. Argentina and all this shit. Um, but she agrees to get on a quick flight back home after Ted begs her. And um, Ted and Marshall leave the bar and they go off to rent some cars. And Lily is surprised because Barney at no point during hearing all of this has said, don't get married. Because that's what Barney does. Oh, for sure. He has yeah. tried to sabotage every piece of this. Okay, this is my first note. <gasps> okay. My first note is that Lily knows Barney better than anyone knows Barney. Mm, right? Yeah. Because she's like, what is going on here? You didn't say anything to him about not getting married? Where's the poop, Barney? Yeah. What is the deal? Yeah. 
Well, and we he, know we know that Barney has shared about his love for Robin at this point. Yeah. They've she he's confessed to her. So yes, they have gotten a lot closer. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, "What are you up to?" Got a very good note. But I feel like she's always been like that. It's yeah. just very subtle. Yeah. But still. Yeah. She's like, mm, "No." She's no. curious about him and she's like taking the she's time like, to really clock him. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's so true. Yeah. Good point, babe. Um, so yeah, let's see. Oh, and Barney says he knows a lost cause when he sees it. So <laughs> yeah. the, we're already yeah. getting all these hints that this fucking wedding is yep. not happening. Um, but the, the upside of it is whether Ted gets married or not, having Robin at that wedding is his best chance. He believes mm-hmm. to sleep with Robin again. And per his thorough calculations, his thorough calculations, yeah. we've seen him working hard at, at work. <laughs> On this big whiteboard (laughs) with all these equations, right? And we see some things we've seen before. Like, you see the hot crazy scale a couple times Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. a, you know, suit with an upward arrow. So you got (laughs) to suit up for it. And then there were some some new ones that I liked. Um, Oh, you see the relationship freeway, which they've talked about before, too. And then desperation minus judgment equals success (laughs) was my other favorite that I saw. Um, So he seems Mm. to have cracked the code. For how to get Robin to sleep with him again. Mm-hmm. She needs to be drunk. She needs to be vulnerable. And she needs to be feeling nostalgic. Mm-hmm. I feel like there was another one too. But basically she needs to be an ex at a wedding. Yeah. In order to sleep with Barney. Pretty gross of him. But it's Barney and he's <laughs> mm-hmm. desperate. And it's fine. So Lily gives him a challenge. And she says there's no way that you at a wedding full of bridesmaids. There's no way that you are going to be able to keep it in your pants. Yeah. And only sleep with Robin. And not just sleep with her, but like pursue her actively when women are just throwing themselves at her. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, he's, for just, sure. he's not going to make it's it. It's a buffet for Barney right. at a wedding, for right. sure. Because like all uh, the girls in the room are nostalgic and drunk mm-hmm, and vulnerable, mm-hmm. right? And probably an easier lay than Robin. So <laughs> he says he, he means it, though. Like He wants to stick to it. And so now we have Barney's mission for the episode, which mm-hmm. is to shockingly keep his dick in his pants for once it's like a reverse a reverse challenge for him (laughs) so then we see the first of a recurring montage which is um some people in the car on the way to the ferry then on the ferry and then in the car on the island on the way to wherever they're going um and the song south fork no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> to Shutter Island. On Shutter Island. Shutter Island, right, On the way yeah. to the retreat. <laughs> to the South Fork. You're cute. Um, it's, and the song that plays throughout uh, all of these montages is called um, Monday by Mikey and the Gypsies, mm. if anyone cares to look that up. But it sets a good th- a reminder of like the effort it takes to get to the middle of fucking mm-hmm. Long Island as well. So we see Zitch Dog again. Mm-hmm. Marshall yep. in the car. Kicking ass as usual. You're the Zitch Dog champion of this family. It's true. Aren't you? I hold on to that God, championship so belt proudly. I'm so bad at it. And tightly. We'll get to the belt later in this episode. <laughs> so they get to the venue and we find out that, of course, it's an insufferable insufferable place to be because it was booked by a couple of fucking vegans. So there's no alcohol. There's no meat. And it's like a meditation and yoga retreat place. Mm-hmm. So everyone's pissed. Because, well, Barney wants the booze so he can get Robin drunk. And for sure. Yeah. Um, and Marshall says that 
he thinks that the guy serving the non-alcoholic beverages is the lead singer of the Spin Doctors. It's not him. I looked it up. Um, it's an actor named Aaron Henry. Henry. Aaron Henry. So um, I was kind of sad that that wasn't actually him. But what you can So when they get, when they arrive, right, and they're seeing where it's at, I'm wondering, my thought is, and it, does, it doesn't get addressed, does Stella really want to get married at a, a yoga retreat? I know. Or just any place on the island that's close. Right. Be- I'm wondering Because it's, it's on like, the island specifically and she has nostalgia for the island. Like, were they going to get married on the beach so it doesn't matter and this is just mm. where everyone's staying? Mm. Maybe that's what it is? I mean, he's wearing a black suit. You usually don't wear a black suit on the on beach. On the beach, that's true. Maybe they have a beautiful space. I don't know. But I guess the point was Shelter Island Sunset yeah. near our old sure. house or whatever. Yeah. They're obviously both making concessions. At this <laughs> yeah. Point. Yeah. There's like, just shut the fuck up and get married. <laughs> yeah. That seems like the best attitude to go into a wedding with, right? Yeah. Or a full marriage. Yeah, for sure. So uh, Ted lets Stella know that, don't worry, Robin's might be a little late, but she's on her way. And we realize that Ted and Robin, uh, Ted and Stella have not talked about having Robin at their wedding. Yeah. Ted probably assumed we're best friends. Of course she's coming. But Stella assumed she's your ex. Of course she's not coming. So right, right. just more fucking lack of communication between these two. Um, but Stella's really adamant that she doesn't want Robin there. And we get this flash to what it feels like as a bride <laughs> with your husband's or your partner's ex at your wedding. And it's. You know, Robin saying, your husband used to nail me three times a day, <laughs> which I love. Ted um, doesn't have it in him. I don't care what they're saying. <laughs> That's probably true. So, um, Stella says that having exes brings up unresolved things and it's just not a good idea. Ted puts his foot in his mouth and says, we already had our backslide, which is a reminder to us that it not wasn't. That, not that long ago. Right. Which is a reminder yeah. to us that, like, it wasn't that long ago, yeah. right? Like, this shit is not dead settled it's not, it's not settled, settled and this is all just terrible mm-hmm. um so the it turns out the no exes rule was actually stella's that now future ted has adopted um and ted feels really bad for making her fly out from this important job she has but then we see that it's you know she kind of hates it so um exes or no the debate begins okay. before between marshall and barney and marshall says no, Barney says yes. Where do you fall, Liz? <laughs> I think saying no exes at a wedding is a very heteronormative idea. Mm, That's what I think. Show I your think work. That people say that you know men and women can't be friends. There's mm. somebody always wants something out of it, which I think is garbage. But I feel like that's where this debate about exes at weddings comes in. Yeah. Obviously, I think exes should be at weddings because we one of your exes married us, <laughs> and another one was in attendance. Yeah. So was that it? Was it just two? I think so. I was because I thought it was one. I, I keep forgetting about the the one that was in attendance that wasn't the, the one, one that I didn't want. Whatever. <laughs> you know, like I just it, it was so long ago that I don't. I really don't even remember. Like, and when did, I think of her, I don't think, oh, she's my ex. Right, because it's but, all best friends. But then there were also, right. I mean, most of your best friends you've had some kind of a almost thing with. That's not that true. Is true. That is not that true. That is true. You no, tried it, and then you became friends. No. You're a fucking liar. You're, that's a stretch. 
You didn't that go on a, a date with your oh, best friends. One date is not See? like trying it. You don't I think mean, that's trying it? No. I'm not saying you like made out or had sex or no. anything like that. But like it didn't start as like just, hey buddy. Yeah. It was like, let's see what's going on. On the flip side, I would rather set myself on fire than even see my exes again. <laughs> but that's not, that's because they were awful yeah, to me. Yeah, sure, like, of course. And I've, so when we first met, that was really fucking weird to me that you were friends with all these women that you date, not all these women, but these people that you dated and they were like still like very actively in your life. Mm-hmm. Not just like, mm-hmm. oh, we're Facebook friends, but like, oh, we hang out. Mm-hmm. We have parties together. Mm-hmm. We go, you know, all this shit. It was weird. Yeah, we're like a friend group. Yeah, you're like a friend group. And so it was it was strange, but I very quickly got over it because they were good people. Sure. And they were very clearly settled in their lives. Yeah, and all of that all of that was a very long so time long, ago. So long yeah. ago. And it was very clear that y'all were not compatible. <laughs> no like, doubt. No it didn't, doubt. You didn't feel any stuff. And there, no. there are also rules, right? Like, you don't fucking talk about it. Well, yeah. It's it weird. Well, you don't talk about it because there's so many other things to talk about. It's not like that was the only yeah. thing that right. keeps us connected. Because right. that's not a thing to keep you connected. That's not a thing, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I very quickly understood why like I because I I came from a place where I didn't have like a lesbian friend group Mm -hmm. so I didn't really understand it I was just kind of isolated with my one lesbian Mm -hmm. who was fucking everybody else so it was was not isolated it was not isolated at all so um I hated them (laughs) why would I want them yeah of course in my life at all right but that's like you wouldn't do that to a friend so why would you stay friends with them right? right um yeah so I I understood it, obviously. I was like, I would love her to marry us. She's great. Yeah. Let's give her that she did job. A great job. She did a great job. Um, so, yeah, I've come around to it, but it depends on the ex. Well, yeah. It depends on the ex and also if they are completely over it. Yeah. You know? And of I just don't always feel like that's true. I know you disagree. But completely disagree. I know, I know. Um, Maybe I'm being silly, but, you know. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. This is not about the person who married us. She's great. <laughs> what? I hope the other one doesn't listen. No, she doesn't <laughs> listen. Come on. No one I know listens to this fucking show. Come on now. Yeah, no. So, um, as a queer person, as a lesbian, yeah. I think lesbians or <laughs> people can be, invite their exes if they're now friends. friends yeah. You know? Yeah. Obviously, the person, the last person that I dated before I met you was not at the wedding. <laughs> yeah, right, right, Unlike right, right. Ted. Yeah. You know? Right. And, you know, I also could understand, I mean, I know Stella didn't want this, but having your ex, the parent of your child at the wedding with yeah, your child. Yeah, with your child, yeah. You know? Right. Well, that, and that makes it all complicated on another That's level. That's complicated on a different, yeah, on a different level. But, yeah, I mean, I would understand that. And also, just hanging out with your you know the exes that you have I feel better and I feel like you have a good sense of like you're attracted to cool people so then it makes me feel cool you know what I mean yeah like she's cool cool. (laughs) I would be friends with her even if Liz wasn't like the glue of this right you know so I'm like I see it I see why she would like her Mm -hmm. you know just so glad you guys weren't compatible no doubt me too me too so uh yeah there's the there's the lesbian take on it it's a lot more a lot less complicated, but maybe a little more nuanced, right? Yeah, for sure. Right? There's gray area. Of course. Lily, d- Lily is the tiebreaker here between yes or no. 
And she says, you know, the, the classic standard is you do not fuck with the bride. Like, she's stressed out. Just give her what she wants. Um, and so Barney offers to call Robin and tell her not to get on the plane. But, of course, Barney does this so he can make sure Robin gets on the plane. In a very self-serving way as Barney does everything. <laughs> yes. So he pretends she's gotten on the plane when she hasn't. And uh, so then Ted's like, fuck, what do I do? What the fuck do I do? And Lily create comes up with this loophole of, she's really stressed out, so just save the day. Save the day. Yep. Save the day, and you can slip this right in. Use good karma after you save the day. Yep. Charge that good karma to get a to pay for the ticket to get Robin into the wedding. That's right. That's right. And lo and behold, like four minutes later, there's a crisis to solve. <laughs> There's a day to save, yeah. and it's a big one. It's that Lucy... It is the big one. It's the big one. It's Lucy is not coming to the wedding because Tony won't drive her up. So, again, this is like another hint that there is shit going on, mm-hmm. right? There's some drama and um, some some feelings that won't go away. You know, Stella says, why can't we just move on already? It's all these fucking huge red flags. And so Ted decides that the day of the wedding, he's going to drive down there, drive back to New York... And convince Tony to let Lucy come with him. Just being the big, the big hero. And um, then we see Nora, which is interesting that her name is Nora. But anyway, we see uh, Nora find Barney and she's like really giving it to him hard. She is on the prowl. She's on the prowl. And, um, you know, Lily's like, you're never going to make it. But she's having a great time watching this <laughs> of course, happen, right? Of course, yeah. He's like, she's rooting for Lily's she's like, rooting for Barney won. and Robin. I've already but, won. Yeah, she's just, <laughs> just like, getting to watch it. <laughs> I have a I have a sneaking suspicion, knowing what I know about Marshall and Lily, that there is a bet going on. Yeah. Because Marshall and Lily love a long term bet. <laughs> yeah. So they love a long play. They love a long play. So um yeah, the next day we see Ted in the city and we finally meet this infamous Tony that all of a sudden is a problem, right? Like we haven't really heard much about him until this episode, and we mm-hmm. see him in this karate uniform. Yeah, strange as that. He's a grown man doing karate, and at like eight a.m. Yeah, right. Just getting his practice in. Maybe hey, he's off to the dojo. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this is Jason Jones. He was on The Daily Show and other things. And I always used to confuse all the white guys from The Daily Show with each other. Mm. Did you ever watch it? A little bit, yeah. It was like Steve Carell was on there. Jason Jones, Rob Riggles, Ed Helms. Um, Stephen Colbert and like all of them kind of look a little similar and like act kind of similar. So I always used to get them confused, but, um, so Jason, oh, sorry. Tony is clearly really still jealous. Totally not over her. Yeah. Being very, not even passive aggressive, just being aggressive with Ted and, um, Ted talks him into letting Lucy go and Tony breaks down and he's so sad that this is happening and you can just feel there's like so much regret radiating off of him and Ted feels bad and ends up inviting him to the wedding. So he doesn't feel like he's losing his entire family because Ted is just one big mush ball, you know? Yeah, for sure. So back on the Island, everyone's getting ready for the wedding and Nora continues to hammer Barney even harder than the day before. Her <laughs> boobs look amazing in that dress. <laughs> And she knows it. Oh, yeah. She knows it. And she's ready. She's ready. And so 
he finally admits that he's not going to make it because she wants him in her room, in his room in 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. 20 minutes. (laughs) And so um, he heads off and in come Lucy and Tony with Ted and Stella is pissed. So mad. She's so mad. And as she's yelling at Ted, up comes Robin. Oh boy, what did Ted do this time? <laughs> what did he do now? And I told Liz that <laughs> this is something Liz would do. To- I would, yes. That just, would be my moment to really blow up a situation just on not, accident. Not, like, read, what? not read the room. Not read the room. Tell him what your friends or what you call yourself. <sighs> call myself the pineapple. Why is that? Because I'm not smooth at all. You're sweet inside and you're... Not smooth on the outside. Sure, yeah, that's it. That's what it you is. never did the smooth. You didn't do the sweet on the inside, but you, I remember you telling me that you're smooth like a pineapple when you yeah, first started dating. For sure, just I just put it out there from the jump, so she knows <laughs> when I put my foot in my mouth. <laughs> she knew who I was. That's true. It's been and it's it been worked. Sometimes. And it worked, guys. <laughs> I got her. So if you run your mouth, just tell the 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 person you love that you're smooth as a pineapple, and it'll just charm the little dickens out of them you know for sure so um i think both of us wanted to shout out to robin's beautiful argyle sweater yeah they look nice robin and green nice green man. color yeah it's true robin and green i swear it's like important moments robin's always in green so i loved <laughs> i love ted's line here it's such a fucking gaslighty line and he knows that it's a fucking bullshit he's like this is all i got to be fair, a pair of twos, right? He's <laughs> like, I got a pair of twos. I'm gonna ace, win this. It's like an ace high. It's just it's an like, ace. He's like, I'm definitely gonna win this. <laughs> to be fair, your ex is here. It's like, Ted, you fucking brought him. You fucking brought him here. So, um, Stella decides. Stella's still like, no exes at the wedding, Ted. Like this was a rule. I will talk to Robin. So she doesn't think it's fuck. It's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's like I hate her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this is a moment where we get, we have future Ted jump in and say, if only I had done that. If I hadn't stopped the wedding. Ted has got a lot of I, shoulda, coulda, wouldas in right. his life. If I hadn't stopped Robin from, from coming to the wedding, this is where my life would have been. And at this point in the story, you think maybe that that's like a regret. Mm-hmm. But then if you think about it, he's talking 20 years in the future, mm-hmm. right? And he's like, thank God. Yeah. Thank God that that, that that didn't happen the way that it was supposed to. Or So really, maybe he should to. be teaching his kids to invite their exes. Yeah, right? See how it turns Blow out. that shit up. You might save yourself some time. I mean, the real lesson is don't fucking marry someone in like That you don't know and don't communicate with. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So Ted goes off to talk to Robin. And robin's doing this weird thing in this scene that both of us noticed yeah i don't know what that was about her just like looking at his mouth the whole the time. whole like, time it was weird <sighs> maybe he had something in his teeth she does that kobe smolders does that a, f- a few times in this series i don't know if it's they couldn't get through the scene like they were laughing or uh, something hmm. but it's so obvious uh, yeah it's distracting it's very distracting because yeah. jo- josh radner is not short so it's mm-hmm. very clear that she's not looking at his eyeballs. <laughs> yeah, and I'm true. sorry, yeah. I probably just ruined this scene for everybody if you haven't noticed it yet. Just broke the glass it's on that. so annoying. Yeah, it is though. Um, I don't know what that is. I don't know what the reason is. I've seen her do it on um, Stumptown too mm-hmm. though. 
She has this habit of like maybe doing... she can't hear. Maybe she has hearing loss of some sort, so she can't mm. hear very well. So she has to watch lips but more. But it's always when she's delivering her lines. Oh, maybe she forgets if she has eye contact, which is a weird Ooh, thing for a successful actress. Yeah, I, I mean so... to be able to because <laughs> it looks like she just wants to kiss them. Right, like she's yeah, winding up for it. Yeah, so it's it's weird and. Watch out for Kobe doing that, this this show. Um, Robin's actually relieved when Ted says she couldn't come, even though she's flown all and the way here. And this is what I don't understand, why Robin would, why she would come if she felt yeah. that way, right? Like, yeah. Maybe she was hoping that she, well, oh, I know why. Because she quit her fucking job. Oh, she had to She was coming anyway. home anyway. Yeah, okay. She was going to come home anyway. And, um... She, I, she probably figured this is the day I quit. Because well, she's like, just like sign. so relieved when Ted was like, you can't come to the wedding. She's like, thank God. Yeah, I'm right. Like, <laughs> right. I mean, maybe she thought she'd feel better when she got there, but she was coming home anyway. And she's like, oh, might as well get my flight today. Yeah. Right. So she's actually the one that brings up how weird it would be. Yeah. Which you don't think because Robin, first of all, when during intervention, she's like, I'm hotter than her. Who cares? Like, she hasn't seemed to care that Stella and Ted are together. But then she starts talking about how weird it is for an ex to be at a wedding. And then we get her flash forward <clears> of <throat> the same scene that we saw with Stella. <laughs> and it's Stella hugging her and pulling back and then just going, suck it, bitch, I win. With the <laughs> yeah, yeah. ring, which yeah. I love. Yeah. <laughs> and I might have sent that to Caitlin <laughs> on our wedding day. Um, <laughs> That's terrible. The truth is revealed. The truth wow. is revealed. I mean, two and a half years, have... two and a half years of marriage, and I find this out. It wow. might not have been the day of. It might have wow. been earlier, but yes, that was <laughs> close that to, was to our wedding day. Cir- <laughs> circulating around our nuptials. Let's just say. So Kate Suck is anti exes at the I wedding, win. guys. Well, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Obviously, we've talked about it. It depends. So. She says, she starts saying things and I'm wondering like, did all this come out because she was away from home and she's like, had all this time alone to think yeah. about things. And like a 24 hour flight or something. Like how far is it from Japan to New York? It's long. long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's got this long flight and mm-hmm. also it's, it's Ted getting married and now it's brushed up even mm-hmm. more. So she's had all this time to think and she starts saying, you know, we didn't break up that long ago. And I thought maybe if I changed my mind on the things that broke us up, mm-hmm. you would be there. Of course, Ted's insulted by that. Of course. Yeah, it's horrible to say to somebody. It um, is horrible. And he tried so hard. So for hard. So he long. was going to not, he was like okay with not having kids with her. He was like, that's fine. Whatever. I'll do it. Yeah. Um, but this is new. This is really new. Mm-hmm. And she's like, there's definitely stuff still between us. It doesn't disappear. So then it's like, what the fuck? Are they going to like get back together? Like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And then she outright tells him, don't get married. Yeah. Didn't think we'd hear it from her. Didn't think we'd hear it from her. Barney was the guy that was supposed to do that. And you're like, this is why you don't invite exes to the wedding, yeah. right? Like, this is why. Because your ex will show up and be like, don't get married. Can you imagine? I would be I would be so offended if an ex showed up and said that. You know they what I mean? would not be alive. But also, I wouldn't invite an ex that was just that would gone do that. for a year. Right. Like They wouldn't. Yeah, you know. That's so disrespectful. You fucking know. To invite somebody that it, that still has feelings for you. That's like a, a limited, a, like a lack of self-awareness. Truly. If you invite someone that, that that's that fresh. Um, so, 
Ted's like, we both got what we wanted, though. Like, I got my my mar- my potential marriage. Mm-hmm. You got to do all the traveling you said you wanted to do. And she's like, yeah, no, I quit my job. Because yeah. it wasn't what she wanted. Yeah. So she's, like, questioning probably all the decisions yeah. she's made. She threw Ted away to go to fucking Tokyo for what? Right? To have this life that she clearly doesn't actually want. Mm-hmm. So she says she's moving back to her real life and... He, she thinks that he should too. And mm. this is, you know, probably the stuff maybe she's been thinking since intervention mm, probably, when she like yeah. avoided saying it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a really great, it's a great little monologue she has mm-hmm. about, um, he's like rushing into it and this isn't him. This isn't what he deserves. He's like the most romantic mm-hmm. guy in the world. Yeah. She makes a great point about that. Right? Like this isn't mm-hmm. you. This isn't for you. You're just disappearing into someone else's life, mm-hmm. their house, their wedding, mm-hmm. you know, cause he's not getting a new place with Stella. Mm-hmm. He's just moving to fucking New Jersey. And she says, this isn't amazing. The amazing ending you deserve. Yeah. This isn't Ted Mosby. She's very right. And it's that thing that, t- how I met your mother does of the characters being aware that they're in a story that someone's telling, mm-hmm. right? Like this isn't how it ends mm-hmm. person telling a story. This can't be how it ends. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ted says he loves Stella and he's going to go through with it. And he storms off on Robin. Boom. Boom. So you think that that's settled? The wedding's going to go on, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it's not because then we cut to Robin Heading to Barney's room. And now she's in the exact position that he wants. That he wanted. He's right? been hoping for and calculating he, for the whole time. And she's more crushed than he was even hoping for, right? Yeah. Because something, I mean, this was like a real rupture. And yeah. she gets to Barney's room and he's shirtless and out of breath. And so we assume that Stella's sister's in there. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Because oh, yeah. it's only been 20 minutes. Yeah, it's Nora in there all the How could anything else? Nora? Yeah. How yeah. could anything else have happened? Turns out Robin snuck in some scotch, which is the other missing link for the equation. Mm-hmm. It's the one thing that's missing. So it's like a dream come to Barney on a silver platter. And he's not. The thing not about Barney is he sucks at math because he didn't calculate in the X factor, which was him. That's right. He, he should have known that he, he should have known that, that his variable was. Yeah, his variable was too wild to predict. Too wild. That's right. Or too consistent to, <laughs> yeah. to avoid. Honestly, that's the control. Yeah. It's Barney yeah. being a fucking <laughs> yeah. tough boy. So um, she walks, Barn, Robin walks away because she's like, this is, you know, I don't want this. Yeah. Clearly, I'm not staying here. There's a girl tied to your head. Yeah. Right. And so the. And obvi- I mean, obviously, she was she wanted to fuck Barney. Totally, she right. was. She was down to down yeah, to clown. She was for down. sure. She was she was down. She's like fuck Ted, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but then we see the sister come around the corner. <laughs> so between her being like, "Get to your room in twenty minutes," and this moment, he bagged somebody else. Somebody he couldn't else even wait. In. He fucking yeah. snapped, and then yeah. couldn't even wait twenty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so insane, and so. Nora walks in to where the girl is tied up. And she's ready. <laughs> Does this mean that Barney finally got the tricycle belt? We'll never know. The three-way belt. Do you remember that? He, I just assumed he already had it. No, he fucked it up. Okay, well. That was the whole thing. He was like trying to help Ted get it. Because oh, he was yes, like, this yeah, is yeah, my yeah, mission yeah, in yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. Because I've choked so many times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, he could have choked again. <laughs> 
He was very fragile in that moment. He was very sure. fragile, yeah. So who knows because what Because Robin had just walked out. Right. Um, so then we see Robin on the ferry back to New York City. Mm-hmm. And we hear future Ted telling us that you might think you're living out one story and then it turns out to be another. Yeah. And so this is something they kind of set up at the beginning and then you kind of forget about it, right? And it's like, you just think it's the Robin story of her being the ex at the wedding. But then we cut to Ted finding a note alone in the room. And then we cut to Stella in her wedding dress on the ferry and Robin's just like horrified. And then we cut back to Ted reading the note and then we cut back to the ferry and there's fucking Tony mm-hmm. putting his a jacket dirty on her. jacket. His dirty karate man jacket. And Robin's just sitting there watching this and, you know, Ted says, if only I'd understood what the real story was. Like, if only I had been able to hear what was really happening. And so then we get these flashes of all the things Stella has said all episode that have been a red flag. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As, you know, as the gang's all reading this note and coming Mm -hmm. in and comforting him. And, um, you know, she's like you know, it brings up things from the past and why can't we just move on? And mm-hmm. I always wanted Tony to, you know, marry me and he wouldn't do it. And then we see Tony like, this is just making me realize everything I had. Mm-hmm. So it's like, y'all were just, y'all were not the main characters. This was their story. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this was their story, not yours. Yeah. And that's crazy to realize that you're yeah. just a side character in someone else's story, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, so he says, seriously, kids, never invite an ex to your wedding. Because the whole time we thought Stella was talking about Robin, right? Like, yeah. how do you know you're not going to look out and the spark's not going to come back? But the whole time she's talking about Tony. Um, and the whole time that this flash back and forth is going, these cuts back and forth, mm-hmm. there's a song playing called Waiting for an Invitation, which I think is cute, right? Ooh. By Benji Hughes. So... Now we know why Stella was rushing into marriage. It's a question I've been asking all season because she's this smart, accomplished doctor. She's got a kid and a house. She's deputy mayor of her town. Why the fuck is she rushing into this? It's because she, she, like Ted, is running away from somebody Mm -hmm. else. Tony Graffanella. Tony Baloney. Tony Baloney got the girl in the end. So... I mean, it must be extra hard when you have a kid. Oh, you know, absolutely. If that yeah. stuff is still lingering, plus there's a kid who loves you both and loves seeing you together. And what if your kid looks just like the ex? Oh, right? Just looking at their face every day. Crushing. Oof, God. So we're racking up quite a tally of runaway brides mm. so far. Yeah. We have Lily. Yep. And we have Stella now. Claudia's like half because they kind of broke up. But I mean, that's two in two in four seasons. Mm, yeah. And that's not the end of our runaway brides. So stay tuned, everybody. <laughs> Do you have any more notes before we move on to legendary moments? Oh, let's see here. Uh, no, no. Oh, ew, Barney doesn't recycle. Ew. Oh, I knew you God, were going to hate that. You know? Liz is Come the best on. recycler in the world. Come on. She's really good at it. I knew she was. I knew Barney was going to lose points with you on that one, for sure. Do you have a legendary moment from this episode? Yeah. What is it's, it? It's um, Lily knowing Barney better than anyone else and questioning why he wasn't trying to talk Ted out of getting married. Yeah. Like, just setting it up and being like, um... What is the deal? Good one. And then she got to watch it all episode. (laughs) Just like, (laughs) not going to make it. She loves it. Not going to do it. 
Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Mine was suck it, bitch. I win. <laughs> yeah. I just, I love the whole setup. Yeah. And then the way Robin's face just falls as she like walks away <laughs> and kind of gets pushed out of line. It's just, it's just a beautiful moment. Yeah. It just really resonated with me. <laughs> great. Yes. Yeah, great. All right. So let's read the legendary moments from all of our friends. We have 14 of them to read. Do you want to read any of them? Okay, cool. I'll read them. <laughs> That's totally fine. Okay, our first legendary moment comes from Johnny, who's one of our patrons. And Johnny says, hello, K&K. Still sick, still watching. The day quill is starting to kick in, so it may be the last one that is not fuzzy. My ledge mo is Lily, Marshall, and Barney playing Zitch Dog on the way to Shelter Island. Great episode all around. Keep up the awesome work. P.S. Here are some pics of my kids. They were fucking adorable. Johnny, I love them so much. Um, I also have a bendy straw like that, but it isn't my name. It is um, for Beyonce. So I totally get that aesthetic. Next up is Rick, who's another one of our patrons. And Rick says, Hi, ladies. My legendary moment for this episode is Robin's speech to Ted that he's fading into someone else's life instead of being the hopeless romantic we know and love. Amen, Rick. This is my, I think, my runner-up. Her mic-dropping realness really struck at the heart of the show in a profound way. The whole episode hits hard like a season finale, but we're only halfway through season four. No shit, right? This is, like, action-packed. My runner-up is Barney blowing his chance with Robin at the end by already having a woman in the room. In a masterful Simpsons-like fashion, the writers do a surprise double punch by one-upping the joke further. The reveal with Stella's sister rounding the corner. Love it. So three-way belt for Barney finally? Your guess is as good as ours. I mean, that was a pretty, pretty uh, done deal, it seemed like. So, but you'll never know. All right, the next one is from Claire, and Claire's legendary moment is the moment we see Stella and Tony together on the ferry and realize that she left Ted at the altar for him. Oof, good one. Thanks, Claire. Next up, we have Matt, and Matt's legendary moment is... Okay, he says, it isn't so much a specific moment from the show, from the episode, but more what the episode represents. It puts an end to the Ted and Stella romance, which I have firmly disliked for the majority of its existence. Thank you very much, Matt. And luckily, it wasn't really allowed around for very long, so you got out of it pretty scot-free. Okay, the next one is from Emma, who's another one of our patrons, and Emma says, hi, First of all, happy belated birthday, Kate. I hope it was legendary. Thank you so much. My lovely wife threw me a party, and it was very legendary. Didn't we have a good time? Yeah, it was great. Yeah, she's already already out for the night, guys. I'm not sure if you heard that. So um, Emma says, my legendary moment is Robin's don't get married monologue. Oh, a couple of those. Uh, Kobe Smulders has great delivery, and rarely do we see her give a serious monologue over the run of the show, at least in comparison to Ted. Yeah. I love the comedic break of you tried to make it rain. I did make it rain. It was a coincidence. It was a funny moment to remind us it is still a sitcom. Amen. The writers do such a good job of breaking that up. And yeah, we got a nice reminder of the episode Come On from season one. Next up is Jordan. And Jordan's legendary moment is Josh Radner's acting in general. 
he does a great job in this episode. Um, she specifically liked that he uh, didn't really need to do much in words. He did a great job just acting with his facial expressions. And next up is Jeff. And Jeff's legendary moment is Barney trying to be something he isn't, including all the one-liners from Stella's sister and him doing sex math on the whiteboard. Sex math. Amazing term. The next one is from Ben, who's another one of our patrons. And Ben says, hey, it's me again. Plain to see again. Couldn't resist. Yeah. As soon as I read that email, I got that song stuck in my head. So thanks very much. Uh, my legendary moments for Shelter Island definitely have to be all Barney's reactions to sell his sister trying to get him to bang and his behavior when Robin shows up at his door. Those excuses are hilarious, especially after she already saw the woman in the bed. Looks like the barnacle maybe rode the tricycle. Oh, another person referencing the tricycle. Also a shout out to Ted's line. I did make it rain and Robin's reply. That always makes me laugh. While we're on the subject of Josh Radner, oh my God, Hunters. I have binged six of the episodes and it is absolutely phenomenal. There is some seriously messed up stuff going on, but it is so compelling and so well acted. Hats off to all the people involved there and I can't wait to finish. See you next time for Happily Ever After. Yours, Ben. Thank you, Ben. Excellent points. And yeah, we're definitely enjoying Hunters. Okay, next up is Derek. And Derek's legendary moment is when Stella's sister says she's not strong enough to tune out that inner voice that says eating me is murder. And Teddy Westside responds, that's because you need protein and promptly orders the lamb. A classic Ted Mosby moment. Next up is Tish, who's one of our patrons. And Tish says, honestly, this episode was so hard to find a legendary moment for. Uh, mine is when we see Barney trying to figure out how he's going to sleep with Robin and the 83% pops up and we know that's his favorite number. I didn't even see that. So good catch. Also, Ted is a bit of a douche in this episode. Not going to lie. I'm 23 and I know Ted and Stella's communication skills suck word like first where they were going to live and now when they're going to get married. Ted, Ted lesson shouldn't have been never invite an ex more like learn how to communicate with your partner a freaking man tish side note i'm way more like lily marshall and ted when it comes to packing my when it comes to packing my mom always calls me a hoarder oh okay so this is from uh the earlier episode thank you tish next up is dina another one of our patrons and dina says hi guys i've missed a lot of lm deadlines but i'm getting this in for this one I actually love this how the Stella arc ends because I'm just a sucker for a wholesome ending that brings a family together. Aw. Even if it's a family of side characters. That's so true. And that's what I was saying how, you know, Ted and the gang are just sort of, they're the side characters in this story. Um, but I'm going to pick an additional ledge mo, and that's when Stella's friend, Stella's sister, freshly dumped, is stuffing her face with meat and ranting about how many lifestyle concessions she made for him. Never change for a romantic partner word i also love stella because she was good for ted in that she was his first girlfriend who didn't take his bullshit and called him out on it she reamed him out for sharing her sexual history details with his friends she called him out on wanting to be with her only because his life flashed before his eyes after the accident she told him to live wherever he wants when he tried to make up her uproot her child and life to move Ted needed each and every one of those slaps. And to be honest, you guys outlined each way that Stella wasn't right for Ted, but Stella looks so tired of Ted so much of the time. So true. Bless his heart, but he was not a good boyfriend. Not at all. I agree with that. Stella was instrumental in making him get to where he needed to go, 
before he met the mother. Amen. There's always that relationship that teaches you a whole lot of lessons. And Stella is definitely the one for him. Also, Robin's big speech about Ted disappearing into someone else's life, house, and family was icky and missed the mark. Ooh, interesting. Very interesting. Uh, people of Plenty of people marry people who already have a house and child, and they're not being but starting... They're not being but starting a phase of life together. I'm not sure what you mean there. Uh, focusing on the optics of the grand, amazing ending of it all, of just living their life for what it is is what is constantly making this group do stupid shit. You know, you're not wrong there. And that concludes my thoughts about Stella in this episode. Sorry for going on and on. Much love, Dina. That's okay. You're a patron, so you can write us as an, a long email as you want. Next up is Bobby, another one of our patrons. And Bobby says, hi, ladies. My legendary moment for Shelter Island is the fact that Ted and Stella broke up. Hooray. Stella is one of my least favorite characters of all of him him. him. I'm always conflicted during the scene when Ted is reading the note from Stella because I'm so happy that she's gone, but so sad for Ted that he was left on his wedding day. Hope you're both doing well, Bobby. Thanks, Bobby. Up next is Susan, and Susan's legendary moment is Barney's attempts to avoid seduction so he can sleep with Robin again, but ultimately caving in. Yeah, Barney, uh, his habits kind of control him, don't they? And last but not least... Our final legendary moment is from Lisa, who's another one of our patrons. And Lisa says, uh, Hi, ladies. My legendary moment from this episode has to be Lily, Marshall, and Barney's reactions to the wedding venue. Even though I love yoga and a healthy lifestyle, that is not a place I'd like to be for a wedding. Namaste, Lisa. Excellent legendary moments, everybody. Thank you so much for all of them. Thank you to my wife, Liz, for sitting in and having a not very awkward conversation about... (laughs) Our, our very personal experience with exes at the wedding. Um, we will see you next time for Happily Ever After. So make sure you send your legendary moments to heybeautifulpodcast at gmail.com. And if you loved this recap, you can leave us a review on iTunes or on Stitcher now. And be sure to subscribe wherever you listen so you never miss a recap. We hope you'll come back next episode because it's going to be legend. Wait for it. This has been Hey Beautiful with your hosts, Kate Gorton and Liz Vogel. Our intro-outro music is by Owl All.